Centuries have passed since the supernatural beings of the night made their way to the daylight. The various human kingdoms, queendoms, and monarchdoms crumbled under the onslaught. The vampires, werewolves, and wizards fought for decades to establish some kind of order in this new world. Saren! That is not what this story is about. Saren, for what feels like the 20th time, there's claw marks in my wallpaper. When you get beastly, please do it outside where the non-ornamental trees are. Similarly, my delightful housemate, one of my many complex alchemical experiments has now been decimated by a casual swipe of your claws. You say delightful housemate like you don't love me deeply. <laughs> I feel hurt. Hurt! Also, it's not like someone hasn't been leaving bat droppings all over the carpet and the foyer. <gasps> How dare you! You know I have no control over my transformations. So, you admit that when you turn into a creature, you don't actually have any ability to control yourself. Uh-huh. So you sometimes negatively affect the house and the furniture during your transformations, and you don't feel responsible. Uh-huh. So when I do it... No, 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 you see, that's... Different. Uh, listeners, you, you cannot see me pinching the bridge of my nose and shaking my head right now, but that is what I am doing. <sighs> so, in the far corner of the former human city of Neriland, there is a small manor. It has a gravel driveway, several types of ornamental and non-ornamental trees and bushes in the vague outline of a garden, a duck pond that has thankfully never had a duck land in it, and considerable distance from human habitation. The locals tend to leave its supernatural inhabitants alone, which is probably for the best. Mostly because the manor's inhabitants would tear them to shreds, but also because they are so incredibly irritating. <laughs> Case in point, the tale I am telling you today. See, what irritates me about the droppings isn't that you make them. Everything makes poop. Mm -hmm. It's that it's inevitably up to me to clean it up, because neither of you follow the chore schedule. I don't recall ever agreeing to a chore schedule. It's not like you have a... Where, where did you get that? There are fae beings who would kill for my signature. So, how do they have one? <laughs> because, one, I technically own this house, and therefore need some kind of signed proof that you live here for legal reasons. And two, your references when you moved in said that the two of you were absolutely lousy at cleaning. Although the state of the dining room right now is proof enough of that second bit. <sighs> so, of course, I got it all in writing. This is extortion. I cannot do your chores because I have to do my experiments. And I cannot do chores because I cannot venture outside in the daylight. I see that some of these chores on the schedule require me to tend to plants. Which is why Morgan and I will handle the outside chores for the most part. You can still water the garden at night, Arthur. I should take a moment to indicate the members of this ragtag polyamorous trio, I suppose. 
The pleasant werewolf keeping this family together is Serum. They try their best, but it is a little limited by the fact that it's only human 98% of the time. The other 2% is when they are a ravenous lupine creature, driven by pure rage and bloodlust. It tries its best then, too. But I need to hunt at night. You know this. In order to keep this wonderful house from being overrun by a mob of angry humans, I need to ensure they fear and respect us. The fearful but chatty vampire that has just spoken is Arter. He's around 1,200 years old, and you can tell because his opinion of consensus-seeking decision-making is that it sounds like something a philosopher made up 300 years ago. And he would technically be correct, but he'd take that as an excuse to never use it. He has a similar belief around vacuum cleaners, hence this whole argument. This reminds me of that prediction I made ten days ago, where I said that in ten days' time, strife would rise among those dearest to us. This is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> I never claimed I told either of you a word about it. And last but not least, Morgan the Wizard. Never call her a witch if you plan on staying in your current, non-toad form. I've met a few wizards in my time, but I've never met one that keeps their metaphorical cards close to their chest as much as she does. Or literal cards, as she does tarot, I believe. What other prophecies have you been cooking up in that room all alone, hmm? Wouldn't you like to know, Sparkle Eyes? <sighs> we'll have time to compliment each other later. We need to focus on chores. For example, it's Morrigan's turn to cook for the two of us who still eat regular food. Wait, so I would be expected to cook as well? Mm-hmm. That hardly seems fair. The two of us don't go up in the attic either. Yet it's on the rotation as well. Besides, you cook amazing soups and stews. In my homeland, it is said that any man who is incapable of making soup is incapable of leading men into battle. For the army needs supplies, and the army needs organization in the same way a kitchen does. That was surprisingly profound of you. All right, so who is cooking tonight who isn't me? Well, I have mortals to terrorize tonight. And I have experiments to tend to. This was supposed to be my night off! The full moon is tomorrow, and I can feel my hackles rising when either of you looks at me funny. I was only going to do the laundry this evening because Arthur's binder was smelling yesterday. It's not my fault it's hard to find them in my size, and so I have to wear the same one most of the time. I, I didn't say it was. I was simply noting the urgency of... Here are my various clothes that need cleaning. And with a wave of her hands and a flash of red light, around a week's worth of clothes appeared in Saren's wide hands, which Saren immediately lets fall to the floor. I didn't say I was doing it now. Ah! Just so... Ah! I need to go out and clear my head for a bit. Just get all of your clothes to the laundry room, at the very least. I don't even want to start on the state of your rooms. With that, the delightful werewolf took their leave of the group to venture out onto the manor grounds. Little did any of them know, though, that this was the beginning, and not the end, of this night's antics.
Severin's ancestors had owned the manor since time immemorial. Well, ever since the werewolves came, shredded the oppressive feudal landlords into pieces, and took the land for themselves. In any case, Saren had rarely left the manor except to visit town, or that one ill-fated trip to a remote mountain village where the three of them met for the first time. Ever since that trip, Saren hadn't been alone in the manor. Tonight was one of the nights where it was not as thankful about that as they usually were. Every night, I have to clean around the house and keep everything decent. Not that we get much in the way of guests anymore, what with all three of us being supernatural beings of deadly power. Whatever they say about us now. I miss the townspeople. When I was a little cub, I'd run down to the village and play with the other baby werewolves. Now, would the townsfolk avoid me because they think Morgan's going to hex them or Archer's going to drink their blood? Like that one over there. I doubt they even know whose land this is. They just thought they'd take a brisk walk in the garden and then they're... They're plucking Morgan's roses. Dang it! That's the perfect way to get into a curse or something. Hey, stop! Those aren't... <sighs> well, they just got pricked by one of them and fell face first into the bush. That's gonna leave a mark. Or two or five. <sighs> Great! Now they're asleep. Probably need some fair hero to come and kiss them, to wake them up now or something. This is fantastic! This is definitely going to assure the locals that we mean no harm. Hey, Annabelle! Where'd you get off to? Really? As if this couldn't get any worse? Not only is there one human trespassing on our land and getting cursed, there's two of them! Annabelle? Is that you? Um... Yes, I'm just trying to pick a delightful rose for you from this bush. Annabelle? What a deep voice you have. Annabelle? Annabelle? Oh no, Annabelle, what's come over you? Wake up! <coughs> Annabelle? <coughs> what was that? <coughs> oh, there you are. Hi, uh, wow. Fancy seeing you here. <laughs> I was also just taking a walk in this garden, although... I was just leaving as I heard these roses were cursed and the manor over there is filled with all kinds of unsavory werewolves that like to wander the grounds at night, which probably means that you and your friend should go right now before one of them sees you. So I'm not believing that. In my defense, I tried to warn her, but she pricked her finger on one. Sorry, don't know how to cure it. Best of luck, though. I'm reckoning you did it on purpose. Me? N no, I would never. Where 
werewolves, you said? I did indeed say that. Why? So, if I took this stick and I chucked it over towards that cart and you were a werewolf, I would not chase a stick because that's what dogs do and I am not a... So are you going to get that or... I knew it! Knew what? I knew that if we hung around this place long enough, a werewolf would show up. Anyway, yes, you could go get the stick. Thanks. <laughs> like taking candy from a baby. Not that I would ever steal from a baby. That's a really rude turn of phrase. Like, who stole candy from a baby and then did something easy and went, wow, this was so easy. I'm now going to say it was like when I stole candy from that baby that one time. Anyway, time to capture that werewolf. You know, the actual thing I came to do. And not take candy from babies, because that's too low, even for me. It takes around an hour for the other two to realize something's amiss. The amiss part mostly consisted of them finding the laundry room piled high with all kinds of smelly clothing, but with no serum to clean them. What in the 15 layers of the afterlife is a laundry detergent? And what role does it play in this? I believe it is a potion of some kind. I'm not sure if you simply mix it in with the laundry or interact with it in some other way. We could ask Saren. It would know. Huh, wasn't it supposed to be the one to do this minion task in the first place? Hmm. That is a bit surprising. Do you think something terrible has happened to them? Like a disgruntled human villager coming and capturing them unawares? Nah. nah. They'd rip them to shreds long before they got close. Or their fierce visage would be enough to chase them away. But we should probably... No, no, no. After you. <laughs> I was simply saying we should likely check on them just in case something has happened. <sighs> Agreed. After searching the many rooms and halls of the manor, they come to the conclusion that Saren is nowhere to be found indoors. This leads them to travel to the outside gardens, where an unwelcome discovery awaits. Saren! Saren! Going is for cats, Arthur. Is it? If I were a werewolf, I would feel drawn to someone making up noise. Archer, you're delightful, and it's a good point. But your fanged face going pss, 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 is an adorably distracting combination, and Saren probably can't hear you over all the wind. Good point. I will turn into a bat and look for clues from the air. Ah, yes. Let's split up the ultimate stratagem to find someone who 
has mysteriously gone missing in the night. I'm sure this will go well. Hmm, what's that stuck to the gatepost? Oops, so I've torn it in half instead. Hmm, hold on. <clears throat> Dear owners of this manor and other disgruntled creatures of the night, I have your mutt. If you would like to see it alive, bring 200 gold talents to the clearest part of the woodland. If I do not see you by the next nightfall, I will send it back to you in more pieces than when I found it. With love, B. Do they not teach proper letter writing techniques in schools these days? <sighs> I've had more enjoyment from reading divination textbooks. Well, guess that's where Saren is. Guess I'll go get harder and we'll settle this the old-fashioned way. It didn't take too long for them to ascertain the location where this bee was planning on giving over Saren. The only clearing in the entire wood is about a few minutes walk from the manor, in the shade of some incredibly old oaks that one should never sleep under if you plan on keeping your nose. <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit carried away there. The two arrived to find a wooden traveling cart sitting in the middle, with a thin man in traveling clothes leaned up against it. The pair saw Saren, hands tied up, in the bed of the cart along with a young woman who was fast asleep. There. I have located the fiend. Hold on, beloved. We need to be caught. And you're just going to run out of the woods. One's a-blazing. Great. You! Whoa, watch out. Don't take a step closer or the werewolf gets it. Gets what? Oh, what do you mean, gets what? What will it get? Do they get a toy? Oh, ooh, maybe a nice meal? Hurt. It'll get hurt. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. My goodness, okay. Apologies for my bumbling husband. He gets caught up in the moment. This isn't his first parley, thankfully. Uh, what? Although I'm starting to think it might be yours. Okay, um, have you brought something to exchange for the life of the, uh, werewolf? Wait, were we supposed to bring something? Yes. Do you have the werewolf? I do. Well then, I will give the ransom. But only after you release our spouse from whatever you've used to bind them to human form and prevent us from simply walking away from here with them. I... what? I'm sure you've placed a curse on Saren that unless you lift it, their soul will be sucked out of their body or some other terrible thing. I know how you people work. I... what? You've clearly built some failsafe into your plan in case we don't hold up our end of the bargain, yes? You... you did do something to ensure we followed through, right? I... Uh... Oh my blood, we have an amateur. So you just assumed the... what did you call us? The disgusting creatures of the night would just fall over themselves to fulfill your request? 
Without a trace of resentment? Well, I kind of believe that you'd... You must have some kind of magical or supernatural protection then, surely. What? <laughs> you captured our spouse and held them for ransom. And you didn't think that just maybe we would uh, take them back by force? Oh, no, I thought of that. Oh, good, there are some brain cells in there. Just now. <laughs> Shut up, dog. Uh, um, don't call our spouse a dog. It's very disrespectful. They'd rip you to shreds for that if they were free. So if I turn you into a lizard right now, you don't have anyone that'll turn you back? You turn me into a lizard? Oh, never. I'd find something better than a lizard. <laughs> Shh. But if you decide to kidnap supernatural creatures, you must be prepared for things like this. It's only common sense. So how would one, say, protect himself from being turned into a lizard? A lizard of some kind could give you their protection. Or a witch. Do you know how disrespectful it is to call a wizard a witch? They are two entirely different kinds of magic-using beings. I did not know that. You must absolutely know which is which, and which is wizard. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. You are immensely adorable when you're confused. Hey, you're not going to flirt with my kidnapper. It's right. The human did threaten to hurt them. And, and I will hurt them. Unless you hand over the ransom first. Okay, here you go. Come here, Saren. Hold on, that's... That's it? It's fine. I've got a surprise planned. I'm not accepting fairy gold. <gasps> what do you mean, fairy gold? You will take these 200 gold talents that are perfectly legitimate and... Okay, so they're fake. Whatever. A literal party trick. I'll get you for this. Ah! 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 Saren! What? He was going to kill you. Self-defense and all that. It's still incredibly impolite to interrupt someone in the middle of a sentence like that. It's also incredibly impolite to kidnap me and threaten to kill me. Yes, that is a good point. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. So, um, is uh, is anyone going to drink that or? Clearly, no one else here drinks blood. Arthur, go right ahead. Oh boy, yay! So, the difficulties of the night were redressed, and the trio of supernatural lovers were returned to their home, safe and sound, if a little bloodied from the affair. I would love to say that they took the opportunity to reconsider their relationship with the local villagers, and attempted to ascertain the reason behind this attack. Perhaps I would instead say that they realized their position in the town was more precarious than they believed and decided to flee rather than risk another such escapade? 
Seren! I regret to inform you that they did not do either of those things. I'm actually not certain what else you were expecting from them at this point. What? I was just about to head to sleep and the laundry has still not been done. You waited until the crack of dawn to tell me this? Why are you both shouting? Great, now you've woken Morgan up too. What was I supposed to do? Wait until morning? No, you were supposed to. Now you scared him so much he's turning into a bat. I'll have to call the attic to go find him. Sorry, Archer. I didn't mean for you to go bat. That wasn't me. What? Those are my pet bats, Ethel and Malcolm. They live in the attic now, and I didn't think anyone would notice. According to the rolling <sighs> I do believe I'll interrupt this riveting conversation before I lull you to sleep with it. In the far corner of the former human city of Neriland, there is a small manor. It has a gravel driveway, several types of ornamental and non-ornamental trees and bushes, and the vague outline of a garden, a duck pond that has, thankfully, never had a duck land in it, and considerable distance from human habitation. The locals tend to leave its supernatural inhabitants alone, which is probably for the best. Mostly because the manor's inhabitants love each other more deeply than any love between mortal humans could ever permit. Tranthologies is a trans anthology podcast distributed by the Listus Network and produced by Alex Abrahams and Zoe Davis. This episode, Nailing Manor, was written and directed by Grace Werka. Okay, that's me. It was edited by Alex Abrahams with music composed by Jordan Hendrickson. In today's episode, you heard the voices of Jenna Rose as the narrator, CVVM as Archer, J.M. Edgecliffe as Morrigan, Bridget Gozowitz as Saren, and Atlas Morgan as the human. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune in tomorrow for another delightfully trans story. But until next time, please don't go playing around with anyone else's roses. They probably aren't cursed, but do you really know? Like, really, really know? That's what I thought. Rose curses are no joke. Howdy, Zoe here, one of the producers for Tranthologies. Just wanted to pop in and let you know that our crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo is still ongoing throughout our Season 2 run. So, if you liked an episode, please consider leaving us a tip. Or not. I'm not your mom, or your dad, or your parent. Alright, bye!